Um, Stone and Moss, interesting. I feel like that's right up your alley. There's another one, Lost at Sea. What oh, the fuck does that Lost one at Sea smell so like? good. I can already see it. I'm Lost at Sea? Wilson! Is it Tom Hanks, Sweat, and a Volleyball? Is that oh what the smell God. is? Um, Stop, I can't. <laughs> Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again. You found us here. You love romantic comedies, which is great news. We do as well. So this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? Today we have Love, love Hard. hard. <laughs> which does funny. feel... Did, did I say Love funny? Hard. <laughs> It is kind of like a weird movie title, right? <laughs> um, if you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, wherever, um, first off, please leave a review. That helps more people find us. As long as it's a good review, I should put that disclaimer out there. But if you also hear anything on this podcast or any podcast that you think, I want to talk more about that or I want to give my opinion about blank, uh, you can always reach out to us on Instagram at Romcom Rewind. Sarah responds to literally every single DM that comes in. You can also fire us an email, romcomrewind.gmail.com. Uh, shout out to uh, Julia, who sent us a message. Dear Sarah, dear Devin, been meaning to message you for a while now. See, that, that's exactly what I'm talking about. If you've been meaning to message us for a while, just go ahead and do it like Julia did. <laughs> After hearing you talk about Vancouver Island in the Falling in Love episode, I definitely had to. I'm from Munich, Germany. Thank you from Germany. Um, and like you, I had my first baby this summer. Amazing. I discovered your podcast looking for entertainment through long nursing sessions, and you helped me through many of those sleepless nights early on. We do know about those. I really want to thank you for that. Julia says, my family used to own a house on Vancouver Island, and I spent every summer there while growing up. Visited Coombs and Tofino many times. Yo, Coombs, we talked about on a recent episode. It's wild. Wild place. You're driving through, there's like tie-dye t-shirts are us a bong emporium <laughs> goats on roofs there's goats on roofs it's a strange location oh and 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 julia sent us a little uh, a halloween family costume that's amazing thank you so much for sharing that so we also got a message from um, michelle she says so funny story i work for hallmark cards okay. super cool yeah she said one day last week this woman says thank you for your movies are you in any and i just <laughs> laughed and said no but you just made my day my friends told me next time i should say yeah you know that one in the in the small town with the guy who hates christmas i'm in the background <laughs> i totally think you should do that michelle you 100 percent should that's that's also so like, oh, you work at Hallmark Cards. You must know about the movies. Like, no, that's that's not her. That's like seeing they're not one in the same. That, that's <laughs> like seeing somebody who works at Tesla and being like, so you ever been in space? And it's like, well, no, di different company. I get that. It's Elon Musk, but a uh, different different thing altogether. Yeah. yeah at Romcom Rewind on Instagram. Please reach out with all these uh, messages. These are great. So uh, Love Hard is the story of Natalie Bauer, played by Nina Dubrev. Natalie is an L.A. writer who runs a dating column in which she shares her disastrous dating app stories. And after meeting and matching with a man named Josh Lynn, Natalie thinks, oh, I've, she's finally found the one. In a spurt, spurt of reckless abandon, she travels to meet him in Lake Placid, New York to surprise him for Christmas. When it turns out, Josh is not who he claimed to be on the dating app. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. This film also stars Jimmy O. Yang as uh, Josh Lin and Darren Barnett, who plays Tag. That's your lead-in for Love Hard. What are your thoughts? You've never seen him. I'm 
gonna fly to New York for the holidays, I'm gonna surprise Josh, and I'm gonna get my happy ending. Josh, someone's here to see you. As of this moment right now, my disaster dating days are over. Natalie? I really liked this movie. I saved this movie for the first time watch for this year because we didn't get to it last year when it came out. But I have saved it as a first watch for this year. Uh, I really liked it. It was fun. Um, I used to, you know, watch Vampire Diaries a lot. So Nina Dobrev was, you know, in that. Um, Jimmy O. Yang is great in this. I really, really liked him. It was a fun Christmas movie. I liked it. It was different. I liked the catfishing. It was fun. It was funny. I loved the cast of this movie. Um, I really liked it. Yeah, this this film is solid. I tend to score holiday movies a little bit better so long as they're not Hallmark, yes. Pop-Tart, romantic comedies. If you could do a holiday movie that's like a little bit above that, I'm like, oh, sweet. Thank thank you so much for doing that. Does and it have I, real snow? Check. <laughs> check, yeah. <laughs> I just appreciate it more. Um, So your friend Devin, not a Vampire Diaries person. Right. So Nina Dobrev, I'm like, okay, well, what do I know her from? All oh, right, Vampire Diaries. Yes. Can you, Sarah, explain how it's possible that she, and as well Paul Wesley, th- there are people on Vampire Diaries who play multiple characters? Yes. How is that possible? She plays Elena Gilbert and Catherine Pierce. Elena Gilbert sure, and whatever. Catherine Pierce. Yes. Um, they're like, uh, it's, oh, oh no, it's her doppelganger. It's her doppelganger. Sorry. They're oh, so not they're related. not related. They just happen to look the same. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that. And then that same tracks. with, same with. Um, Stefan Salvatore and Stephen, Silas. Yeah. Stefan and Silas. Yes. Silas is like the, supposedly the first vampire ever. And um, then Stefan is like a. Descendant. They gotta be, they have to be related somehow. I can't quite remember. It's been a while since I've seen Vampire Diaries. Are Vampire Diaries similar to like those daytime television dramas? What does that mean? Like, oh no, you must have seen my evil stepbrother <laughs> Stefano. Uh, like, that's not me. <laughs> you mean like a soap opera? Yeah, a soap opera. Ew, that's what no. I'm trying to Are you and sure? I say ew, no. I shouldn't Nina say ew, Dobrev no. I just don't watch them. Plays two different people who she does. look the same. Yes, and they and yeah, mm-hmm. they yeah. die a lot and they come back to life a lot. Oh, oh yes, definitely. I, I thought she was okay in this. I thought Jimmy Oyang though. I was gonna say. I think this is a great entrance onto the scene for him. Full transparency, your boy Devin has a big boy crush on Jimmy Oyang. <laughs> I get like I don't actually follow him, but you know when you like you watch a video for a little too long and TikTok's like, meh, you you like this, eh? <laughs> I get served Jimmy Oyang videos Do you? constantly. Oh my god. Because I watch, they know. I watch the like his stand up. I watch a whole video, and then I'm like, "That was funny. I need to see it all again." <laughs> and so every single one, I watch at least twice. And TikTok's figured it out. They're like, "Let's just hammer him with Jimmy O. This Yang. guy, so, loves this guy, Jimmy." And now it's worse because I'm around my phone, and I just said Jimmy O. Yang like three times. Yes. And my phone's picking uh-huh. that Everyone's up. Everyone's heard so it. I'm probably gonna it. get some now too. We're all getting served Jimmy O. Yang stuff. But like, <laughs> I, I think he is so he he hits this mark between like he is funny. Yeah. But he's also really like soft and lovable, and I just want to hug him or at least be his friend. Mm-hmm. I want to be friends with the guy. I same actually. I found this movie. You know, there's the aspect of the romance piece, like it, that's the overarching story. Is you know, 
being catfish, trying to find love, blah, 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 the whole dating game online, et cetera. But there was a lot of comedy in it. Like yeah. this was a great mix of a rom-com because there was a lot of comedy within the writing, but then the overarching theme was a rom. I want to see Jimmy in like an actual like big budget something. Like make him make him a, a Marvel superhero or maybe make him the best friend of a Marvel superhero. I don't care. Like just put him in something big because I think he has an opportunity to really shine. So he was in Crazy Rich Asians. Okay. Yeah. Um, he was Bernard. And if you've read the books... Um, Is that a big part or like a... He's a side character. Right. Uh, he's not like the lead, but um, he... He takes um, the the groom kind of on a on a bachelor party, and he's oh. or he's there at the bachelor party, I should say. And I would love he's Jimmy like to this, bring me on a bachelor party. Oh yeah, like in the in Bernard Bernard in the movie is like um, extremely wealthy. So it's well, everybody is wealthy, crazy rich Asians, but um, yes, yeah. <laughs> um, but it, he's uh, he's an interesting character in that movie for sure. Okay, let's dive in. Like you mentioned, Natalie's on the dating scene and her job is actually part of her dating life. Um, all of the crappy dates that she goes on is, um, you know, her job. She writes about them um, and that's what gets the bills paid. And so she meets this guy on, I think it's called Flirt Alert in this movie. <laughs> anyway, the... It's Tinder. Yes. Um, and her opening, opening line to him is, Love Actually is the worst Christmas movie ever. Which is interesting because you and I have talked quite a bit about the holes that we've poked in Love Actually. Um, and whether or not it's a good Christmas movie. Oh, don't get me wrong. It's a fantastic Christmas movie. It's I mean, just the iconic cue card scene. Yeah. If you actually dissect it, comes off a little weird, but it's super. still iconic. It is an iconic Christmas movie. Again, like going back to that episode, it's not my favorite Christmas movie because it's really sad. Parts of it, I guess. Parts are sad. of it are really sad. There's so, the one, there's the Alan Rickman relationship. Oh, that's God. that's a sad one. Yes. That one's tough. And so then, of course, Natalie's favorite Christmas movie is Out of Left Field in this case. It's Die Hard. And so this is where you get the love hard, the love actually, and the die hard. And I will say that I only finally got that when I was putting my notes. <laughs> when we were like yeah. done. Yeah. When we were like, yeah, I was like, oh that's what that means i got it that's why the movie's called love hard yeah i also didn't quite get it until you mentioned that i yeah. thought just love hard was a weird title for a yeah a me movie. too and i was like oh okay what does it have to do with christmas and then yeah light bulb anyway so they talk and talk and talk and natalie's uh friend says nothing's legit until you get a photo of of this guy otherwise you're being catfished so they call him and he get he sends a photo of himself with a sign that actually says by natalie so of course he's legit they spend days and nights talking on the phone with each other. And then Natalie texts him saying how he, she wishes, you know, that they lived closer. And he says, I wish you were here for Christmas. So she gets the crazy idea to fly across the country to actually go there to see him for Christmas. Is that crazy that she did that? Yes. Okay, but it wouldn't be a romantic comedy if, if she did This didn't. is true. Like if it wasn't outside of the box, right? I do agree. Like it's a little, it's a lot to go to somebody else's house for Christmas uninvited. Well, he did say, I, I wish you were here or some, something like yeah, that. Yeah, for Christmas. Which is a vague invite. But still. So she does it, tells her boss that she's actually going to write a piece on it about how she's going to find true love across the country. He agrees reluctantly, but also kind of like on the side thinks it's going to be hilarious because she he thinks that, you know, it's going to totally blow up in her face. Oh, he's in it for the content. Whether yes. it's good or bad, it's going to be a good story. So go ahead. Yeah. Go so crazy. Natalie gets to Josh's house and Josh's mom, Barb, answers the door and asks her to come in while they wait until Josh comes home. And 
She meets Josh's dad, Bob, uh, Josh's grandmother, June, as well as, um, you know, they, they, there's this awkward conversation with all of them. And Natalie says, oh, you know, me and Josh are a thing. And they're so, so excited about it. And even like Barb, Josh's mom goes like, are you, are you guys like, are you, are you his G word? Keisha? No. You're his girlfriend? I mean, maybe. There's no titles. I'd say my best scene. Because the awkwardness of this and like the trying to be hip cool with the lingo. For sure. Good old Barb. Like, good try. Also, shout out to the dad, Bob, who I was watching this film and I thought, um, he looks exactly like the dad from Always Be My Maybe. And then I thought to myself, I'm like, Devin, that is so inappropriate. Like, how how dare you? And then I looked it up and it is the f- dad from Always Be My Maybe. So it is. But I'm yeah. like, okay, he does look the same because that's the same dude. All right, yeah, got yeah. it. Yeah, so that made me Josh. And it is not uh, It is not the Josh on Flirt Alert. So the Josh on Flirt Alert is, he's a very, very good looking man. Yes. Not to say that Jimmy is not a good looking man, but this guy shows up different dude it's uh been catfished she's been catfished yeah and she's pretty upset about it surprise natalie natalie leaves the house starts yelling at josh saying that what psychopath creates a fake profile and fake dates a girl across the country and he says what kind of psychopath actually flies across the country to surprise someone great point he says he says that's what just like that's what somebody says like you know oh your baby's cute oh my diet starts tomorrow like I, that is so, so true. Like what other things do people say, but they don't actually mean? Oh, uh, 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 I'm going to go to the gym in January. I'm going to start working out. Classic. Everybody says it. Yeah. No, well, people do it, but like come February. I was going to say, you got a good two and a half weeks out of that membership that you got for Christmas. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it starts in January. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'll see you at the gym tomorrow. Yeah. Classic. You you won't. I'll start, uh, I'll start tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, the diet thing, totally true. Yeah, and you always think your baby's the cutest. You do always think your baby's the cutest, absolutely. Um, so then Natalie, to what, drink away her sorrows, goes to a, a, an establishment in this town. They're having karaoke night, and she sees, she sits down at the bar, and who does she see? The guy from the dating app. So, so Josh stole photos from a guy who lives in his own hometown. Yep. And used that to create the catfish uh, Tinder profile. Yes. So she's like, oh my God, that's that's the Josh I've been talking to. Obviously, I wasn't talking to that Josh, but th- those are the pictures. <laughs> that's the guy. That's the guy I thought was beautiful. Yeah. He's right over there. So she works up the courage and steals some girl's shots, which, by the way, we have heard now, I think at this point, three times that she's allergic to kiwi. The shots have kiwi in it. And so she takes the shots. She goes up on the stage, sings her song. To get the attention of this guy, she turns around and she is having an anaphylactic shock and ends up in the hospital, or should I say the vet. And it's it's a comedic moment because she is like, her face is swelling. She's not looking great. I feel like this was like a hitch all over again, you know, it with Will Smith, right? It was yes. hitch-esque. Yeah. So we've now established Josh Lynn catfished Natalie. Um, he stole... His uh, childhood friends, Tag. his name is Tag. Stole his photos to catfish um, Natalie into liking him. What are some great catfish stories? Oh, gosh. I have found these on Reddit. To be clear, the actual definition of a catfish is like somebody, just like Josh, somebody who claims to be an entirely different person. Not all of these stories are 
that, right. like to that effect, but they're still fun. Uh, this first person says, uh, met a retired amateur boxer using older photos from before she had stopped training. Oh. So he says she, you know, added a little bit of weight. Um, she was about a foot and a half taller than me. She was basically just a tank. And then I guess at this <laughs> bar, she got super drunk. Oh, no. And then she assumed, like, you don't believe I'm a boxer? I was oh, a boxer. No. And then <laughs> after a little bit of discussion, she professes, I will punch you in the <laughs> face right here in the middle of the bar. <laughs> To which she proceeds to do, the bartender witnessed the whole thing go down, and then when she went to the restroom, went up to this guy and was like, hey, do, do you need help? <laughs> do, you, do you need a hand out of here? And he's like, no, I, I got an Uber. I'm, I'm getting out of here. Oh, Don't worry. Oh, my goodness. What a wild story. Wow. That's a lot. Be, be careful with, with amateur boxers. Yes. They're, yeah. Wow. They, they want to prove it. Um, this next one says, uh, a few years ago, I matched with a guy that was attractive, intelligent, good conversationalist. He said he was 32. We started chatting. Once we actually met, it turned out that he was about 15 years older than that. Oh, wow. Okay. That's <laughs> he was actually 49. Oh, my claimed goodness. Claimed to be 32. Oh, that's per- a stretch. And the person he matched with, like, from, from the writer's yes. point of view, they're like, I was 27. Oh, no. So 27 to 32. Totally right, right. Achievable. Totally, totally. But, like, 49. No, no, no. You could be my dad. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> not going to work out. Oh, I like this one. A girl catfished me on OkCupid. They say back when the app wasn't just another Tinder clone. I guess there was a time before that. Um, This person says, we met for coffee and immediately something wasn't sitting right. She looked exactly the same as in the photos, but her profile, I remembered she claimed to be British. Okay. She even mentioned in our chat that she had only moved to the States six months ago. Yet here in person, she had a fully neutral North American accent. Okay. So... When I pressed her for those details, she panicked and revealed she thought it uh, made her seem more exotic while still being believable. (laughs) (laughs) You show up with a completely different accent. Yeah, I know. Hold up. You're not British? Like, what? (laughs) That's the only reason why I liked you. Just kidding. (laughs) Well, like, that's going to come up in conversation. Like, hold up. I thought you were from a whole different country. Yeah. (laughs) And this is a fun story, actually. I uh, like in doing research for this film, there's actually a real story from 2017. I guess this woman was catfished by a guy who was using a male model's photos. Oh, okay. So yeah. Emma, well, uh, upon finding this out, actually found the the real model's like profile. She's like, "Hey, by the way, like this dude catfished me with your photos." Long story short, they ended up chatting more. No. And then they got together. Oh, my like God. Like the male model and the girl who was catfished <laughs> by the, the fake male model. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. So she ended up with a solid catch. Solid catch. <laughs> yeah. And you also. Get it? Get it? Because catfish is that catch. Oh, my God. Sarah. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. The dad jokes are getting worse. They're getting bad. No, I know, but you're you're not keeping up with them. <laughs> like I have to explain. I don't them. know how much there is to keep up with. <laughs> no, I'm not keeping up with them. You're right. Aww. You are right. But I thought that was a great story to end on because it's very similar to what occurred here in this movie. Natalie right. was catfished by Josh Lynn, but then she's like, "Oh my god, tag." That's the actual person yes. you use the photos from. Yeah, yeah. So now it's the next now day. Now I want to get to know Tag. Now I want to get to know Tag. And that's what's happening the next day at the vet. Um, Josh yes. gives her a deal. He's like, hey, I know all about Tag. Here's what I want. My family, like, I need a win in front of the family. 
their eyes lit up when they thought I was dating you. So here's what's going to happen. For the next few days, around my family, we're going to pretend to date. They're going to think we're together. And then on the side, I'm going to help you actually try to get a date with Tag. Yeah, and Josh also tells Natalie why he used Tag's photos, and it was because... Just the guy who catfished me. I didn't set out to catfish you. It just kind of happened. I had my profile up on the app for a year, and one of the matches I got was my old English teacher. She's 70 now, and she has a pacemaker. Having sex with her would literally kill her. But when he used Tag's, he got, like, hundreds. Yeah, and you know what? Full transparency here. When I was, like, doing the, like, looking up on Reddit stories about getting catfished... About 95% of them were like somebody weighed less in the photos and then had gained some weight since and they just posted old photos. And I didn't feel the need to like poke fun and share those on the pod just because like I think that's the core concept of this film is Mm -hmm. that like some people are there's so much insecurity in the world, especially with social media. There's so much pressure societally wise, right? Like it's just we don't need any more pressure. I actually have one more. though. Okay. And this one's really funny. Okay, I want to know. I forgot to mention it. This person (laughs) says, not sure if it fits, but in real life, I'm a girl. For a while, while I was playing World of Warcraft, I pretended to be a man, though. Okay. Because she would get the classic, you know, gamer girls do get um, teased and made fun of a lot. I'm sure. Oh, you're a girl, send me nudes. Um, That's what she says. She says she got, please send nudes all the time. So she used a voice changer to make her sound like a guy while she was like in chat. Smart. Okay. Until one day, in the background, her dog started (laughs) barking. So imagine on a voice changer what a dog sounds like. Oh, yeah. This, and apparently it's dead silence. And then she's like, some guy was like, is that a f- T-Rex in your room? <laughs> or are you using a voice changer? And then she had to come clean like, yeah, I'm a girl. I, like, oh, my God. I really love to hear what a dog barking sounds like on a on voice changer. On a voice changer. changer. No kidding. That. Well, I feel like they have them on TikTok now. They have lots of voice You're changers right. on TikTok. Yeah. 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 Let's you put can... our dog through a voice changer, see what happens. Anyway. So the two of them, and when I say the two of them, Josh and Natalie, they go on a tour of Lake Placid and her first meeting with Tag happens at the outdoor store. Like you mentioned, Josh helps her into, you know, to look more of the part, gives her some um, overalls that Tag would like, uh, Tag's favorite book and tells her to talk about rock climbing. And the whole meeting is so awkward and interesting. They agree to go climbing the next day, though. So now Natalie has to literally learn how to rock climb. Yeah, she was definitely uh, taking rock. He's like, use some rock climbing slang. And she took that <laughs> as like snowboard slang. She's yeah. like, yeah, like gnar, gnar rocks, dude. And it's like, no, like people don't talk like that. Rock climbing. It's more like a theoretical. Yeah, like use rock. harness. Yeah, harness. And playing. And yeah. 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 So. <laughs> Which also like, how do you work that into a conversation? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, oh, okay. Really nice to meet you. You rock climb? Oh, man. The harness that I had on last. Like, how do you do that? Yeah, right? Without it sounding really awkward. I probably would have done it the same thing as Natalie. Been like, oh, man. Yeah. Had some gnar, gnar hills the other day. <laughs> Hit them hard. Some gnar rocks, man. God. Instead of gnar pow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Josh's brother Owen comes home and he's like to the family kind of like uh, the golden egg, really. He's the, the golden child, but he's totally just a dick and needs he's very self-centered. He doesn't believe that Natalie is Josh's girlfriend and Natalie realizes that Owen needs to be the center of attention and tells Josh the next time that he does that, like to, to Josh push back. And he kind of says nothing, but I think it's like they, they're, you start to see how good they are together at this point. You can see how, um, 
how nice Josh is to Natalie, even though, you know, they, they have this deal going on, but that Natalie really does try to, they bring out the best in each other. That's what I'm trying to say. Yes. And you can also see Josh's motivations with like, I just need a win around the family because Owen is the friggin' golden child and I'm chopped liver. Yeah. Like I, I, just I live need in the basement. Win. Yeah. They, they think I'm cool because I'm dating you. So let's, let's, let's continue. continue to keep up the charade for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So the next day they go rock climbing. And Natalie makes it to the top with Josh, having put her favorite song on so that she can calm down and climb. And again, you see how Josh knows Natalie so well after all of their conversations, even across the country, and and that Natalie really does rely on Josh to help her through these things. Tag ends up asking her out on another date to the park the next day. Yes. And so we kind of see that Tag is a little bit of an adrenaline junkie. Extreme sports. And... That you can also see that Natalie's kind of putting on an act to try and be somebody that she's not. Great point, Sarah. So she's trying to pretend like she's into hiking and rock climbing and pretty soon a bobsled moment, which we'll, right. we'll get to. But um, statistically, what do you think are the best and easiest hobbies to lie about and not get caught? What do you think? I've got five answers here. Okay. Hobbies. Yeah. Is music a hobby? Like, is it, does music on there? Oh, that's, no, it's not on here, but that's good. You're on I the right like, track. I feel like you can totally lie about that. Yep. Liking some certain music. Mm-hmm. Um, food. Yes, food is, being a foodie yeah. is what it says. You can appear to be a foodie by dropping the names of fancy restaurants into conversations and talking about your lunch in overly specific terminology. Okay. Easy way to fake it. Um, you don't actually need to be a foodie. Outdoorsy. Hiking? Hiking. Okay, yes, yes. All you need to do is just wear yoga pants, complain about your calves, and Google some trails. Totally. That's it. And, yes. and now you can lie about being a hiker. Yeah. Like adrenaline junkie? Like sports? Sportsing? No, Any sports? Let, let me give you the other three. Because okay, okay. you got two of the five. That was pretty good. Okay. Improv. Oh. You can just, like, everybody, if we we improv right now. We're yes, talking about podcasts. We we're, we're talking about rom-coms. <laughs> we have a true. hobby. It's improv, apparently. <laughs> and th- this thing also says to ensure that nobody ever wants to see you perform, just say like, hey, I've got a show tonight. It's a Wednesday, 1 a.m. Improv. Do you want to go? Nobody will ever go, but they'll never question you <laughs> because they just true. don't want to go to see it. Uh, they also say uh, travel. Oh. Simply name an exotic place you visited. Skim the Wikipedia page. But then here's the key thing. Just say like Mongolia. Beyond words. Beyond Just words. say it's beyond words <laughs> and nobody will question you unless they've actually been there and then right. you're a little bit f- but, yeah, yeah. but always pick a, a obscure places. Oh, that's actually oh. really smart. Vietnam, it was beyond oh words, my guys. God. It was so fantastic. The last one they say is reading. Really? Just much like what Natalie does in this with movie. The book. Just have the book with you. Yeah. And if anybody asks, just be like, oh, you know what? I'm so excited for it. I haven't started it yet. But it's it's been on my list for a while because I'm a reader. I'm I was gonna go say I feel like that's also movies too. Mm. Like it can be similar with movies. Like oh, have you seen that? Like I have never seen. Okay, I've never seen Die Hard. I've never seen Pulp Fiction. I've oh, never. Those are classics, I, Sarah. Right? I know. I've never seen Fight Club. Okay, oh. and these are all movies. I've seen scenes from these movies. I've seen half of Pulp Fiction, but I've never seen the full movie. So when people talk about it, I can't say that I've seen the whole movie, but I do sometimes 
when I'm involved in the conversation. You can pretend. I can pretend. Yes. And it's awkward. You'd be kind of a because if because if they get too detailed, then I'm screwed. Yeah, right. And it's happened more than once. But you know what? Much like this podcast, and the great thing about this podcast is that you just need two good scenes. <laughs> you true. just need to be able to remember like two good ones. Yes. And then laugh about the general aura of the movie. That's all you need. And I think that's where our best scene category comes like Fight from, Club, right? Nobody talks about Fight Club. That's all you need to know. That's right. that's it. Yeah. Nobody talks about Fight Club. Rule yeah. number one. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. And now people accept you as somebody who has watched Fight Club. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's where our best scene category comes from, right? Like we bring up scenes that we love from movies. If you want to lie about watching Love Hard. <laughs> just listen to our podcast. Just listen to the podcast. <laughs> Specifically this category of best scene. <laughs> All the times people but, are going to ask me if I've watched Love Hard. But certain movies, when you think of them, you think of a specific, the bend and snap for Legally Blonde. Like oh. that one came right to my mind. You think of these specific scenes from movies that, you know, bring you back right to that point. I'm taking the dog, dumbass. Yeah, that was the other one I was going to say. Classic. Okay, so that night the family goes caroling and the whole family takes it extremely seriously. Josh um, says that him and Natalie are going to sing the next duet for Baby It's Cold Outside, but Natalie absolutely hates this song. And we see it throughout this movie at this point, I think one or, once or twice. So Josh changes the lyrics, which I thought was like very, very cute. And I also loved this scene. I really can't stay. No problem, there's the door. I've got to go away. I hear ya, say no more. This evening has been totally consensual. So very nice. I hope you get home safe tonight. My mother will start to worry. Here's my phone, give her a call. Because of this and how sweet he is to her. Yes. And not to get on any side of, you know, how people feel about that song. It's a hilarious rendition. It is. Of the song. So well done. So funny. Yeah. The whole cue card thing with Love Actually is a big part of this movie too. And and again, we've poked holes about it and how it's kind of creepy and, you know, stalkerish and whatever. But it's funny how she blatantly hates this song, but then is kind of okay with Love Actually, you know? Interesting. Well, right? Love Actually, it was just because it's his friend. It's his, his best friend's, friend's... Best friend's wife. Wife. Now. Yeah. Awkward. <laughs> still not a fan. No! <laughs> so the family loves their rendition or their duet of the, the song, and of course... Owen is there, who is Josh's brother, and he takes the spotlight back because they are so self-centered, and they announce that they're pregnant at that very moment. Oh, and then, this is the fatal flaw with Josh being right here. Josh decides that this would be the perfect opportunity for him to push back against Owen. And pro- So how do you push back against a baby <laughs> announcement, Sarah? <laughs> with a proposal, oh, Devin. Jesus Christ. He doesn't even have a ring, and no. then poor grandma comes over, and she's like, you can use mine. Oh, my God, yeah. And Natalie I'm, was standing there like, are you effing kidding me? Like, we were just going to lie about being together until, like, yeah. New Year, and I was going to dip. <laughs> With tag. Yeah, now you've created a thing. This is a problem. And so she agrees, though. She's pissed about the engagement. Naturally. And Owen still doesn't believe that Natalie is there to be Josh's now fiance. So Owen's searching for her on Google, trying to find some dirt all the while. So the next day is her hike with tag. So Natalie and tag go hiking. And Natalie's like, okay, you know what? This is this is fine. This is cool. 
No, it turns into a, a bobsledding date. Um, they go for a, a massive bobsled and she gets high in order to get, get through it. Yeah. Which again, just goes to show she really, this isn't her forte. Back at home, Josh and her kind of have it out because Tag had asked Natalie for to go for dinner at a steakhouse, which Tag's family owns. And she's a vegetarian. And Josh is like, how far are you willing to take this? Like, how far are you willing to go to pretend to be somebody else? Then you could just like, when are you going to be, just be yourself? And it's, she points out the irony because he lied about who he was. And now she's doing the same thing. So it's a little bit of hypocrisy, but yeah, she, she ends up going to, uh, dinner at Tag's family's steakhouse. He, of course, orders like a steak uh, so rare a good vet could bring it back to life, yeah. which is like a funny line to a, a vegetarian or a vegan. That would be like, oh my God. Oh yeah. And what? you can see it on her face. Um, like, you guys are not going to work out. <laughs> this is this is not a good look. We also, right before she goes on this date with, jo- uh, with Tag, uh, we find out Josh's hobby and it is candle making. And he doesn't really want to work at the he doesn't really want to work at the sports good sporting good place anymore with his dad. He he really does want to bring these candles for men to life. Is that is that a proper way to say it? Candles for men. Well, it's like it's like just for men, but candles for men. Sarah, great question. <laughs> I actually went ahead and I'm like, does this product already exist? Fun fact, it does. I found <laughs> two sites that no. specifically target candles wow. made for men. I love this. And now I'm curious because the. The flavors are hilarious. Okay. <laughs> um, one product is uh, Natura Soy. So there's six different candles, okay. each with, um, uh, there's like maybe 10 different ingredients total. I'm curious if you can guess any okay, of these I have, types of candles. I have a question. Is it more man-named or is it more female-named? Oh, it's, it's, it's man, man candles, Sarah. Okay, okay, man candles. It's man candles. What do you think, what do you think <laughs> we want like for man, scents? Man, mangles. Mangles. I don't know. Um, I don't know. What are mangles? Does, do mangles already exist? <laughs> Wouldn't it be mandles? Mandles. <laughs> Those. What are you saying? I don't know. <laughs> You're a little loopy. Just hey? cut it out. Oh, no, I'm keeping oh, it. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> what do you think the mandals um, are? I mean, she talks about fresh grass oh, that's in the movie. Good. But I feel like, is that like fresh mowed grass? No. Okay. Um, aftershave. No. We would just wear aftershave if we want to Sandalwood. Oh, now you're getting close. No. Oak. Uh, cedarwood and Moss. tobacco is oh, one flavor. Oh, yes, okay. That would be but really like, good. But like the and tobacco, like you know what I want to smell like? A cigarette and wood. I actually, <laughs> okay, I love man smelling candles. Like when I go to, really? yes, when I go to uh, like HomeSense and go and look at the candle section, I prefer manly smells. Okay, let, let me start hitting you with some and you tell me if they're ridiculous okay. or if you'd like that smell. Right. So cedarwood, tobacco. I would like that. Really? Yes. Okay. Wood smoke and gin. No. <laughs> like, like we're going to start a fire and we're going to drink some gin and it's going to be a scent. So we're going to smell that. Um, black absinthe. <laughs> oh, that might actually smell kind of good. I can picture it in like a black candle. Okay. Vanilla bourbon. No, I hate vanilla. And also bourbon. And the, they really, um, there's also just spiced rum as a smell. That's, oh, I don't think it. I'd like that one. They're, they definitely yeah. go with like men like hard alcohol. They do. Alcohol, yes. Right? Yes. Anything with alcohol, right? So let me go to that. That's from the Natura Soy website. There's also goosecreekcandle.com. They, oh, I thought that was a kind. <laughs> no, no. But they also specialize in man candles and they are man candles. fascinating. There is stone and moss 
Oh my God. That's just a smell. No. And I actually <laughs> was going to guess moss yeah, earlier. You, you should have guessed it. Um, there's a smell for a varsity jacket. Ew. <laughs> Ew. The sweat put in that jacket and the leather. Well, I think it's the leather. Like leather, it would be leather. Leather. Leather and, and sweat. Pompousness. Um, pompousness? The, I don't know. Uh, river slate is a smell. Ooh. Oh, pumpkin hard cider. What was that? Pump. I say pumpkin weird. <laughs> and then you know what? I'm, that's pumpkin. just how I live my life. Pumpkin. There's a candle that's just leather. I don't think I'd like that. The smell is just leather. But I'd have to smell <laughs> it, you know? Like, I'd want to smell it, though. Can we acknowledge how weird it is this to just is, have a leather smell? I have to say, of a candle? these are all very manly, though. This is so manly. <laughs> so manly. Would you like any of these? I feel like it should have been switched. We should have been asking you your oh, yeah, thoughts Oh, yeah, great question. Because you know what? It's funny. Varsity jacket, I'd love to, I'd love to smell I'd it. I'd love to smell it. Um, stone <laughs> and moss, interesting. I feel like that's right up your alley. There's another one, Lost at Sea. What oh, the fuck that one would smell, smell so like? good. I can already see it. I'm lost at sea. <laughs> Wilson. <laughs> yeah. Well, Wilson. Is, it, is it Tom Hanks sweat and a volleyball? Is that oh what the smell God. is? Um, Stop. I can't. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know what that smells like. Wilson. Uh, a Carpathian forest. What is? Oh my God. Oh, there's one called button up. Oh, I thought you were going to just say butt. And then, <laughs> no, guys don't like the smell of other butts. We just like our own butts. Oh uh, there's this, uh, it's, it's called button up. There's a photo of a dog on it. Oh, that's weird. So I think it's your button up shirt with a little bit of dog smell. A little bit of dog hair in there. Um, And then there's barbershop. So whatever you think a barbershop should smell like. I feel, like a, in a candle. I feel like a barbershop could kind of smell good. See, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. When you're like the smell of aftershave, mm-hmm. I think you need a little bit of that, but other things. Right. And they all come together right. as barbershop. Yes. On sale for $11.99. There you go. Yeah. Okay. So. Goosecreekcandle.com. Okay. So Josh does go back. Uh, so, okay, sorry. Back to the, the candles of Josh. <laughs> Josh's, Josh's candles. candles he does make one, um, the smell of his grandpa. And which I thought was really, really cute. And he kind of talked about how like that was the inspiration behind his candle making. Yes. Yeah. So while the family's watching their favorite Christmas movie, Love Actually, Barb, Josh's mom, gets a text saying that her engagement announcement that she put in the uh, the Gazette is going to be printed the next day in the newspaper. So, of course, Josh and Natalie are freaking out. And the next morning, they wake up really early and go to every single place, everyone's house, um, where there are newspapers and take them all so that Tag doesn't find out that, um, you know, Josh is now engaged to Natalie and their cousins. I mean, they're not really cousins, but you know what I mean. That was the story you told. Yeah. Yeah. And now we can see where the story is starting to unravel. We have an issue, guys. You're not actually getting married. You are not engaged. <laughs> the lies, like, it just keeps snowballing in this movie. Yeah, and this is kind of where it, yeah, like I said, unraveling. During, I, they're hiding in this car because the newspaper boy is trying to catch them and hold them accountable for stealing all of his newspapers because he's totally going to lose his job. But while they're hiding in a car, Natalie asks to see Josh's original profile on this flirt alert. And (laughs) this is so funny because they seriously give these pictures, give serious serial killer vibes. (laughs) He has one with an ax, one with a rope and one with a wrench. And 
they all have like he's not really smiling he looks kind of you know dexter vibes like he 100 percent looks like a serial killer no wonder why he was getting no matches it's kind of like the um the guys who just have a whole bunch of like fish photos they don't realize that like that's it's weird yeah you, you may like fishing but not all girls like fishing yeah just because it's a good photo of you and you happen to be holding a fish, yeah, that immediately makes it not a good photo yes. of you. And also, girls hate when there's a group photo of guys. Oh, guys hate that too about girls because when you don't like know. Yeah, which one is it? I just want you. That's so funny. So the next morning, Grandma, June, Natalie, and Josh, they go to Shimmering Pines, which is an an old folks home. And um, Grandma June had set it up so that Natalie and Josh could go and talk to um, the older adults about online dating. And the older people start asking questions. And this is hilarious. This was such a funny, funny scene because they're like, they're like, how do we tell lies without telling lies? Like, how do we say like... I'm, I don't want to say I'm in a wheelchair. Oh, you could say rolling with my homies. Yeah, they're just <laughs> like, looking up puns to what uh, uh, somebody has like MS or something. And yeah. They're like, hey, just say like you're always on the move. And <laughs> Parkinson's. The Parkinson's, yes. that's right. Excuse me. It's like a little bit. It's because they're making jokes about their self that you're like, totally. Oh, I'm allowed to laugh at this, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, it's one of those. Like, is this funny? I guess, I guess they're poking fun of themselves. So yeah, and, and it's funny because Josh actually gives a speech about how, you know, don't fool yourself like because you're fooling others as well when you do that and it's not fair. And it's literally their exact circumstance. They're going through this right now, Natalie and Josh. After Shimmering Pines, Grandma June runs off and they follow her and they end up at Abbott's Steakhouse, where Natalie and Josh walk in and they find out that it's a surprise engagement party. And guess who's there? Tag. Well, because Tag's family owns it, so he's like running hors d'oeuvres and stuff. And it's just, this was so uncomfortable, I had to stop. I, I could <laughs> you not did. continue watching. You did, you did I have to stop. I needed like a 30 minute, just like, okay, this is... This has reached cringe levels. <laughs> Funny cringe, but yeah. like I just I need so many lies were happening even during this. Like they had continued. He introduced Natalie to Tag's parent to his parents. Uh, Natalie's boss was there. Oh man! Oh, it was just like a plethora of lies upon lies and upon I don't lies. Know why they kept on trying to lie? Because like the gigs up, guys. Everybody's gonna figure it out. Tag's over here. <laughs> yeah, the brothers got it sorted. Your boss from LA showed up. Like, yeah, that this. was so random. So they tried to keep the lie going until um, Tag kind of figured it out, and then Natalie went up to do a speech, and she basically revealed to everybody, "Yeah, I've been lying. I'm, I'm, I'm not into Josh." She didn't reveal that Josh lied to her, though. She just revealed that she lied. Yeah. About who she was. Yeah. And then it's it's hilarious because <laughs> the first thing out of Tag's mouth when he finds out that, you know, she's not really who she says, do you even climb? You do you even climb? <laughs> do you even like Thoreau? And I she's like, like, I hate him. I was <laughs> like, oh, my God. <laughs> this is the funniest thing ever. Do you even bobsled? And then leaves, like, on the note that Die Hardy isn't even a Christmas movie, which I also thought was, like, just a funny little jab to put that in there. But he also says you were mad at Josh for being catfish, but that's exactly what you did to me. True. True. Well, in a different way, but true. Yeah, yeah. So Josh gets home and finds a note from Natalie um, and, and of course, the ring, um, you know, saying that obviously she's left, but don't be afraid to be yourself, which is it's 
you know, a nice parting words. Um, Natalie goes to fly out, but the flight desk is closed and ends up going to a lodge to stay where she gets a pep talk from her boss. Of all people. Of all people who st- was staying the night in Lake Placid. The she, boss is such a random, I know, odd I know, character. I know. You'd think that they would have sent like her best friend from well, I was like her co- say, colleague, you know? Judy Greer clearly was not available for this movie. Right. So they're like, okay, hey, we're going to have, she does have the best friend who she calls. Yeah. And then she has the boss who they both kind of tag team as the the pep talkers, the pep talk characters right. who like steer her in the right direction. Yeah. So she ends up going back to her room, Natalie. Um, Natalie ends up going back to her room and uh, to write to write her article. And she comes to like a eureka moment. Right. She she ends up knocking on do- on. She ends up knocking on Josh's door and does a whole love actually thing with the cardboard signs. And it, it's very adorable. It's not stalkerish in this case. In this movie, it's not stalkerish. Um, I don't think it was stalkerish in the original. No, love it wasn't. The sorry. Video was it wasn't. Remember when she sees the video? and it's all Yes. Her, that's what I mean. Read. Like, it's just. Weird. the vibes of the whole situation but anyway this was at the end uh, a little bit of a weep warning for me though i thought it was a really cute ending i what, cried a little bit yeah like i liked it you know if it's well done it's well done wow yeah interesting yes and then they kiss and then they kiss and and that's the movie yeah we skipped over yeah. my best scene really quick was which uh when josh and his dad were talking about the candles oh yes and josh reveals to his dad like hey mm. like this is the dad's smelling it, and she's like, "I can't believe it! You, you made one smell like like grandpa." Yeah. And Josh is like, "Yeah, this is what I want to do for a living." And his dad was so relieved. He's like, "Oh, thank God! I was worried you were going to work at the store the rest of your life." And, it's also, and he's like, "You're terrible at selling sporting goods." Yeah, and I think there was a little piece of like, you. I think the dad was waiting for him to find his calling, and Josh was afraid. Yeah. To reveal it to him and the family because he thought they would think it's stupid but the dad's like no if this is if you want to make candles make candles cool sounds good yeah like i said they bring out the best in each other right before we jump into quick facts uh let's play a little game okay so clearly the object of this movie was to have a love actually moment with the cue cards right right. let's scenario you are a director and netflix (laughs) taps you they're like hey you got to make a rom-com but we need we need you to wedge in here. It doesn't matter if it makes sense or not. You need to reenact okay. a classic scene, a classic moment, a classic something from a romantic comedy. Okay. What would you do? Because okay. clearly they're like, we got to we gotta get a love actually thing. Right. And some diehards. So, okay. Can I wedge the, the rom-coms into this movie? If you want. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What if there was a candle con? So like. Like a, a candle con. A candle con. So like where people go to... Um, Smell candles. Okay. Yeah. And like learn about candles and like love candles and yeah. Okay. Keep going. I'm going to look up if candle con okay. is real. So what if there was a candle con where all the candle makers got together in a conference center and sold candles, learned things about candles and smelled candles. And then like a never been kissed scene happens where in the middle of the conference... There's a speaker and instead of, of course, a field, it's a speaker and they have and Natalie and Josh have their first kiss in front of everyone. They kind of kick the speaker off of the stage and they have a kiss in front of. Yeah. And, and Natalie's late coming to the candle con and she runs up on stage and grabs Josh and kisses him. Wow. Yeah. That's something. Yeah. It's definitely something. Okay. <laughs> uh, I just have written down the mean girls dance. That's it. I oh, ju- the I Christmas just would- Mean Girls dance. Oh my God, that would have been really, really funny, Caroline. Yeah, like a yes. Caroline Mean Girls Jingle dance Jingle around. The- oh yeah, ro- 
what is it? I, Jingle Bell Rock. Jeez Bell Rock, Louise. Yeah. Uh, also, the 2022 World Candle Congress okay. occurs oh. in New Orleans. Oh, wow. Um, okay, I have another one. Okay, yeah. Okay, so what if this is like a best friend's my best friend's wedding you put a scene. Lot of thought into this. Okay, my best friend's wedding. Yeah. Okay, so it's a, it's a brunch scene, and you know how like they sing at the brunch. Say a little prayer yes. for you. Yes. Okay, but instead of like them just singing, it's a sing off between like the like family members. Like yeah, kind of. Acapella off. But at the table, and it ends with Josh professing his love to Natalie. Wow. Through song. This is, you put a lot more thought into it than <laughs> I did because once again I just wrote down. <laughs> I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy asking him to love her. Like, what if they just redid that that line? Yeah, they could have. They could have. Yeah, they could have. Yeah, the scene, you know, the whole scene. Quick facts? Quick facts. The film's title is a combination of Josh's favorite Christmas movie, Love Actually, and Natalie's favorite Christmas movie, Die Hard. Alan Rickman stars in both of these movies. There are several homages to Christmas romantic movies as well as Die Hard. Less obvious ones are to While You Were Sleeping from 1995, uh, when Natalie drags her Christmas tree into her apartment and when Josh's grandmother tells him to kiss her, you idiot. While Josh is teaching Natalie to climb at all things outdoors, he provides the insightful quote, great things are done by a series of small things brought together by Van Gogh. This same quote can be seen on the display behind him as he begins to spot Natalie. Darren Barnett replaces Charles Melton, who dropped out after scheduling conflicts with his show Riverdale. Jimmy O. Yang and Harry Shum Jr. both star in the romantic comedy Crazy Rich Asians from 2018. Honorable mentions. Okay, so my honorable mentions are um, Josh's parents. I loved them. I thought they were so funny and they were so good. And I love that they welcomed her. Like they welcomed Natalie with just such an open heart, but they were just so truly themselves. Like, like, you know, the scene where they, they find out that he's Josh, that she's Josh's um, girlfriend and, and, and she in quotes says, Oh, like, are you, you know, are you guys going out? Like, are you guys a girlfriend? Like it was so funny. I just really liked their characters in this, in this movie. So welcoming. Yeah. Um, my honorable mention is the, just the opportunities given in this film. Um, actually you and I, Sarah, were talking about this, how we were going to go to the movies and, um, Black Adam was out and I was like, ah, I don't know if I can get up for another Dwayne the Rock Johnson movie, Mm -hmm. you know? And then I look at this and it's like Jimmy O. Yang, who I've, I've seen on TikTok, hilarious comedian. I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) this guy's in a movie and Nina Dobrev, who, she was like quarantined to the Vampire Diaries zone forever. for a long yeah, time. for like eight seasons. She or, might or still be there. We don't know. Six seasons, yeah. Um, so like for them to give these two a shot and also let's let's address the elephant in the room and that like diversity, especially like through this podcast, it is extremely evident that there was a lack of diversity for yes. a long time in romantic comedies and Hollywood in general. And, and I think there still is. Like they're, they... I think They've there still is come away, but they need to, to, to continue. I completely, I couldn't agree more. And having an Asian American male lead in this film, um, I, I think that's continuing, hopefully a good trajectory of 
maybe being better at this, I hope. Yeah, actually, my other honorable mention was Jimmy O. Yang because oh. I loved him as the lead in this. He was so good. And he's so lovable. And okay, that's and that's what I was gonna say. His character is just so joyous. Like he just I wanna be his friend and <laughs> I I was rooting for Natalie and Josh the entire time to be together. I mean I know that was the whole point of the movie, but like I just I he's just such a nice person. You know, Josh was just such a nice, nice person. But there are sometimes male leads in rom-coms that you're like, ah, this guy, do I need to get behind this guy? Do I want to root for this guy? Whereas right. Jimmy O. Yang, you're like, I just, I just want to hug him <laughs> first off. Yeah. And, and I really hope that it all works out for him. You know? Yeah. What should have been? Classic Devin complaint. Do you know what I'm about to say, Sarah? No, I don't. <laughs> We should have cut like 20 minutes out of this movie. Oh my God. Oh, you know what? I actually thought it was really well paced. Oh, re- I, I was enjoying watching this movie. This was the very first time. Again, I've seen this movie. So I I thought it was well paced. I hadn't seen it either. I remember looking at my phone about 50 minutes in and I was shocked. I'm like, we're halfway. We weren't even halfway. It's it's a hundred minutes and change. <laughs> and I thought, and then, you know, I really started to think about it near the end of the film. I'm like, okay, like there was a good 20 minute stretch where we could have, we could have nipped and tucked a little bit of this and, and maybe instead of being an hour 40 film, it could have been an hour 20 film. Maybe it's because I've been watching so many Hallmark movies lately that like just the pace of those movies, the majority (laughs) of them could be cut out. So like, Maybe that's the pacing that I'm used to at the moment. Are you admitting that there's large swaths <laughs> of storyline in romantic comedies that doesn't matter? I mean, in, in Hallmark, um, like... In Hallmark, excuse me. <laughs> oh, excuse me. In Hallmark romantic comedies, yeah. Um, I mean, like, there's parts that it's like, okay, like, we can kind of get this along here. We all know how it's going to end. But um, this one I thought was really well-paced. I don't this know. one, I mean, don't get me wrong. There were laughs in those sections where Very I thought much. we could take some of this out, but... You still could have, you could have tightened this up a little bit. <laughs> and overall rewatchability. Okay, so my rewatchability is as follows. Chemistry, 3.75, because I actually thought they had pretty good chemistry together. Uh, Storyline, 4.2. Thirst Factor, 3. Imagination, 3.8. Soundtrack, 3.5. Cheese, 3 for an overall score out of, uh, out of 5. 3.5 out of okay. 5. Okay, I have chemistry, 3.5. I do agree, the chemistry was solid. Uh, Storyline, 3.5. Thirst Factor, listen, I'm going to give it a 4. Just because, like, the concept of the film is is him pretending to be somebody else because of... So I'm just going to, you know, disregard all that. And I think the, the the lovable factor gives me a little bit of a thirst factor there, if that makes sense. I don't know if I'm explaining this right. <laughs> uh, uh, that's a 4. Imagination, 4.1. Soundtrack, a 3.8. Cheese, 3.5. For an overall score of 3.73. Okay. Out of 5. There you go. I, I thought I'd be lower than you. Well... Uh, maybe I should boost mine up. Maybe you should. Maybe you should. Uh, this has been the Rom-Com Rewind of Love Hard. You can find that on Netflix. You can find us if you want to reach out and talk about anything on Instagram at Rom-Com Rewind. Sarah responds to 100% of our DMs as well on email, romcomrewind at gmail.com. Uh, TikTok, throw us a follow at Rom-Com Rewind. Thanks for listening.